Yesenia, sleepyhead. Hello there, DeAndre. Oh, it's a Friday night. No, it's not Friday. I'm sorry. It's a Thursday <laughs> night. I woo. Sir, I it is Thursday. I fucked that up. So yeah, that was real. That wasn't. That wasn't a bit. I genuinely forgot what day it was. We clearly know where your mind is. Yes. You're ready for Friday. Dude, I am ready for Friday because it's the start of the weekend. It's Fanime weekend, Memorial Day weekend. It's a big holiday weekend coming up. I know we got some plans. I've got plans. You got plans this weekend? Um, I might, actually. I think I'm going to figure out how I feel. I've been in pain more recently, so I, I might take it easy. But it's going to be a nice weekend, so I want to be outside. Yeah, take it easy. Enjoy the sun. It's going to be nice and cool outside in the California sun. Uh, yet again, another glorious weekend. Bright sunny skies throughout. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, another thing you also love to see is another episode of Soft Boiled going up on a Friday. Every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. A little shameless plug for the show you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got to get the plug in where you can. Hell yeah. And you know what's the best place to find these plugs is on social media, Yesenia, because that's what we're talking about today. All about social media on this Thursday night. Let's get into it. You are now tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia, your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today's episode is all about uh, social media, how it warps your mind for the for the for better or for worse. But let's be real; it's probably for worse. It's probably for the worst, worse, especially because this episode specifically will probably have more takes on it in the future. But I think in almost every single episode so far of Soft Boiled, we have mentioned how social media has a lot of cons yeah we've always sort of like touched on it here and there but we've never gone full bore into the social media topic but here we are and of course uh you know i'm sure our thoughts won't be contained to just an hour of an episode of this i'm sure we're going to be doing another episode or two or three on this topic because lord knows there's a lot of there's a lot of hot takes out there on social media (laughs) Not only that, but just like the different ways social media impacts a person, whether we're talking about friendships, we're talking about relationships, your self-image. I honestly feel like sometimes social media portrays mental health like clout, damn near. Like it's like it's almost as if having depression or having anxiety nowadays or the most popular one that I've been seeing with patients has been um, like DID. And I'm like this shit is just for clout at this point um and not to dismiss those who actually do have you know mental health um issues but it's like a lot of people just see a video on the tiktok and then oh this is what i have when it's like mm, no actually like you need to be diagnosed and like seen by a professional don't believe everything you see on the internet <laughs> yeah it's not so cut and dry and black and white like it's funny you mentioned that because yeah just i think maybe last week or the week before i was listening to uh, a podcast that i frequent at, while i'm at work and they were mentioning the same thing of how kids will uh pretend like they have anxiety or depression or some sort of ailment um you know on their tiktok or their instagram or where, what have you and they'll try to like you say get clout gain followers get that sympathy get garner that attention that they 
that they i guess they they feel like they need and and yeah i i it feels so and again not to dismiss anyone that does you know have those things those are very real elements and diseases and whatnot but it's it, it's so scummy when when you do it just for the attention because you see other people oh uh oh my gosh she's depressed i'm gonna give her so much love and affection and hey where's mine you know what i mean like that's <laughs> that you're going about it the wrong way absolutely yeah and i think about you know some of the like specifically like the teenage adolescent years like that 12 to 17 age range i think that's when i've experienced the most um folks coming in to see me and they already have like a bullet point list of what their symptoms are Mm -hmm. and it just so happens to fit these like sensationalized like disorders um and it's and it's interesting because i'm like are you telling me what you have or you're coming to me because you have issues and we want to talk about the issues right i think right now especially with mental health there's like this huge wave of like People no longer need a diagnosis to receive mental health support, which is huge because just because something like crappy happens to you doesn't mean you need a diagnosis to follow you. And I think that's huge for like mental health movement, right? But with those adolescents right now, and I mean, it's specifically TikTok and don't get me wrong, I get stuck on TikTok for hours, but right now we're just seeing how people just can utilize it to manipulate other people and they're coming in wanting diagnosis and having to, I hate saying it like this, but having to tell someone that they're wrong, that, hey, you actually don't have this. It's sounding like you have this other thing. It's the worst part of my job. I hate doing it. And it's like, well, you're only taking in the information that you want to take in and completely dismissing other information about yourself, or about your history and your upbringing and things like that. Um but it, it makes my job harder because I'm like, fucking social media, can you just like let the professionals do what they do? Like, why don't you spread awareness about how to cope, how to find coping skills, how to like talk to your friends if you're struggling, like do those types of things. Don't just sit here and be like, you have ADHD, if you can't focus and you can't like concentrate for more than a few seconds and like you're really sleepy all the time. Yeah. You know what else has all of those things? Depression. You might not have ADHD, but you probably have depression. Yeah, it's like TikTok has really become the new uh, WebMD. <laughs> like yeah. it, it really has, and to that point, uh, it really, it really does just go to show you that uh, social media, one of social media's negative effects, that everything has to be so extreme. Like you said, uh, if you have a bad day or something bad happens to you all of a sudden you're in this funk and you're depressed and woe is me when it's like, no, you can, you can allow yourself to be sad. That's a very normal reaction. That's a very normal emotion for things, but you don't have to take it to the next level and let it consume you and cloud your judgment in your mind and your thoughts to the point where you, you make your, you literally make yourself depressed out of thin air because you feel the need to not necessarily fit in, but, you know, you want to self-diagnose yourself as having depression because you're a little sad because something bad happened and you're like, God, ah, the, the, everyone, (laughs) everyone just takes things to extremes. Oh, another thing, like, like everyone has to be angry about something. 
And, uh, uh, let me yeah. let me let me walk that back. Not angry. That's not that's not what I was looking for. You have to be all in, or you have to be all out on something. You can't you can't halfway maybe sort of like something. It's either you are way into this thing that I like, or I am into, or this subject matter, or you absolutely fucking hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like for example, if I say, man, I'm more of a I'm more of a waffle guy than pancakes, bro. Mother, the pancake brigade is gonna come for my ass for some strange reason. I I never said anything about pancakes. I just said I like waffles. Why you know, am I getting pancake right now? <laughs> and you know, on the on the topic of mental health, that type of thinking is known as all or nothing thinking, also known as black or white type of thinking, which is actually a negative type of thinking if you were someone struggling with all or nothing slash black and white thinking it means you see things in polar opposites you don't know how to see in the gray spaces you're either all right or you're all wrong you are a failure or you are successful like there's no in between and those people tend to have the most struggles with a lot of different mental health illnesses so if you are one of those people on social media trolling somebody because they like waffles just a little bit more than they like pancakes you might want to get off the internet and do some self-reflection Maybe contact your local provider to see if you can talk about those things because that's probably why you're spending a lot of time on social media um, because you can let those thoughts out there behind a screen. Um, on this subject, I also wanted to, to name the other side of it of like being really like down and like sad and then you go on social media and you see everyone living their perfect life because obviously social media is what we want people to see right the perfect Ooh. side of our lives yep mm -hmm. and so being on social media especially me re more recently like i've been having a lot of anxiety around what am i going to do now that i graduated and i see people traveling and i see people getting married and have their kids turning too and i'm like fuck did i just miss out on like marriage and kids and a whole family and having a house because i chose to go to grad school so it made me feel a lot sadder this week thinking about did I not choose the right path for me? But again, it's, it's social media. I, I see the perfection of people's lives. And so it doesn't benefit you to sometimes go on social media to see literally picture-perfect moments of people's lives that they are purposely choosing for people to see. And, you know, I, I love sharing things on social media. I like talking about my own mental health and my physical health stuff on social media because it's both real and raw and true. Um, but with that, I also know that I'm like someone that's like, oh, I want to celebrate this moment. Like my grad picks recently, like I shared some of those. I want to celebrate that moment. It's not perfect. And these past three years were hell, but I want to share it with the world that I, I finally got here. So it, it's like a double-edged sword. You, you're damned if you do. And it's kind of like you're damned if you don't. It's funny you say that. Cause I was literally just thinking about that as I was walking to my car, uh, heading back home a few minutes ago uh yeah the 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 perfect you want to paint yourself you and your life in this perfect picture for people to see like you said you, people pick and choose their moments they pick and choose what people want to see and that's where a lot of uh of the disassociation comes from from this that's what that that parasocial relationship that people have with their followers especially from famous people you know mm -hmm their followers they get this idea of what they think that these people's lives are like like you follow your favorite youtuber and you see them uh out and about with maybe their friend their group of friends um 
making videos if they're at Disneyland or they're with their partner out at the Grand Canyon and out at the bar in Vegas and at the buffet here and doing this there, all that kind of stuff. But of course, you don't see you obviously are not seeing the full picture. You're seeing maybe you're maybe like less than one percent of of their lives. But that that less than one percent to you is their entire life because you don't know anything else about them. And that that disassociation like really kicks people in the ass. And it, and a lot of people don't realize that that a lot of people treat treat the people that they follow online super bad because mm-hmm. they they ha- not because that they're jealous or anything like that, but because it's almost like these these people are their playthings. And I, I'll use an example that's become very prevalent uh, recently. Um, a bunch of uh, WWE wrestlers have been getting hounded at airports and hotels and in public spaces uh, when they're not obviously in character, when they're not on TV in the ring or anything like that. They're just out and about. Uh, like, for example, uh, uh, a specific example, Rey Mysterio, very famous wrestler, has been wrestling since the 90s. Very famous luchador, one of the most famous wrestlers of all time, uh, like a few months ago, was at the airport getting hounded by these people. I wouldn't even call them fans, but these people that just have boards of pictures of them. And, you know, they literally want him to sign sign every single one of them for the purpose of them so they can resell it on eBay and make some, some you know, quick cash or whatever. That mm-hmm. That's the type of shit um, that I absolutely you know, do not agree with, um, you know, I, people, everyone deserves their privacy, regardless of whether they're famous or they're an athlete or they're an actress or an actor, musician, singer, rock star, whatever, everyone deserves their right to privacy. And when they're not, uh, you know, on camera or on stage being who you want them to be. Yeah. They, everyone deserves a level of privacy and intimacy. Like just cause you're famous and that doesn't mean you can't go out to Walmart and you know, mm-hmm. you got it. You got to eat too. You know what I mean? Uh, just cause you're famous doesn't mean you can't, you know, walk down the street or go eat at a restaurant, you know, with your family. Sure. You know, there's always those people that, uh, if you approach it in the, in the correct way, you're very polite and you're pretty, and you're very gentle and understanding that they are with their family or with their spouse or children or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are nice and you know, let you take a picture, you to have a word with you or whatever and go about your day. But I hate the people that like just because you follow them on Twitter, Instagram, that you are owed their time mm-hmm. just because you are a, a number on their social media account. I yep. absolutely like they feel them. like they are like you are in debt to them and yeah. you have to stop and talk to them or you have yeah. to stop and take a picture with them. Yeah. You're famous because me <laughs> and I, I'm like, Oh, you're so cringy. Yeah. Um, and you know, with that, it makes me think of just like the most unhealthiest body image issues we're having in society today. And, you know, when I think about it, it's like, I think right now, something that I'm seeing a lot, especially on TikTok. It's like a lot of people hating on the Kardashians. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the Kardashians and the family stuff. You know, I have my own family drama that we could have been millionaires for with all the shit we have going on. But I think it's it's a whole industry. It's a whole, and like social media just gave it a bigger platform, right? But they were these upcoming it girls, this it family. 
but even before them and there's a whole bunch of other people outside of them too that just set these real unrealistic like highly dangerous and just like unhealthy ways of looking perfect and it's and it's one thing if it's just like the lip injections the cheek injections the implants right but it's like something people don't realize is how much of a privilege it is to be healthy nowadays and i'm talking like gym memberships or like pilates memberships or yoga memberships but then on top of that the price of food nowadays and to be able to have time to cook three meals a day or five meals a day and depending a a day um, and depending on what your like diet is right are we talking salads are we talking like high protein are we talking like a mix throughout the day with you know carbs and fruits and veggies and blah 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 and your average american citizen and actually no just your average person who lives here in the united states is probably working around 45 to 50 hours a week meaning they probably either have to commute about an hour to and from their jobs right and this is like quote unquote average and this is really just based on statistics that i've seen in the bay area which means you're probably getting around maybe seven hours of sleep if you're lucky and that's already like a pretty lengthy day so when are you supposed to have the time to like eat healthy food and balanced food and like use a gym membership or work out at home or whatever right and i fucking hate the people that are like oh if you really wanted to like you would it is a privilege it is such a privilege to be able to have time to dedicate towards those things to start that lifestyle or start those habits if you don't already have time in the day to do so and people who say otherwise I really want to know what your weekly schedule looks like and when it started. Were you working when it started? Were you a student when it started? Did mommy or daddy pay everything for you at the time? Was your significant other paying for things for you at the time? And like when I see social media and like I had to stop following a lot of influencers, like specifically like my favorite YouTube influencers, because they were just having these like unrealistic diets after giving birth. And I'm like, I know you got liposuction, just say so. But you saying you drank this like apple cider vinegar tea, first of all, you're burning your throat and you're burning your insides. You probably have a bunch of acid reflux and heartburn and you're probably going to give yourself an ulcer. But I'm supposed to bounce back two weeks after having a baby like that? And you mean to tell me you didn't get liposuction? Please. And as a woman, like we already have to be perfect in every way, shape or form. So to be on social media and not be anything but filtered and like cheeked up and like edited. Oh my goodness. I actually purposely have stopped editing my photos to have higher self-esteem because of how bad social media ruined my self-esteem growing up. Yeah. The amount of filters, uh, not just like cosmetic wise, but the filters that people live through is, (laughs) is fucking wild uh all to portray something that they're not and oh my god when you were talking about uh the 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 privilege of pretty much pretty much of time you know like time is not a right to anybody it's such a privilege to get any amount of time to yourself because yeah as you get older you have to dedicate so much of yourself your time your body to other things like work and what are you doing after work are you coming home are you are you like you said are you meal prepping uh what are you are you you know meal prepping a diet if you're on a diet you have do you have time to go to the gym do you have time to uh, work out at home or you know do any sort of physical activity and then you've gotta you've gotta wind down you've gotta eat right 
drink right, sleep right. Oh, that's a huge thing too, is sleeping right. That's a lot of the thing that a lot of people seem to forget. Like your rest is just as important as being active. But at the same time, like, yeah, we're in, uh, God forbid, if you're in, like you said, if you're in school, if you're in, if you're a student, that already eats up about a, a good chunk of your free time because you have to dedicate it to get it, keep maintaining your grades, maintaining your GPA and your courses and all this stuff. You know, like everyone's lives are just so incredibly busy. Like, and it's so easy to see why people take these shortcuts. Like, mm-hmm uh like the fucking what's that pill that's very popular in ozempic i think that weight loss mm-hmm. pill like ozempic has just skyrocketed in popularity over the last couple of weeks because everyone wants that get that uh get rich quick now scheme you know they want they don't want to do the work to lose the weight they just want to have the weight gone so i'm going to take this pill for a few weeks I'm going to drop 10 pounds. Little do I know the moment I stop taking that pill, those 10 pounds are coming right back. So it's called, I'm going to probably say this wrong, semaglutide. It's sold under the brand Azempic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually an anti-diabetic medication used for the treatment of type 2 diabetes and an anti-obesity medication for long-term weight management. So this is the type of shit I'm, like we're talking about is like, this is for people who have no longer produced something vital in our bodies that keeps our like sugar levels balanced, our heart rate balanced, our blood pressure balanced, our hormone level. Like insulin does a lot for the body, right? A lot of things in our body constantly interact and intertwine. And let me just say, I'm not a doctor, but I have worked with doctors and I've worked with psychiatrists and I've worked in the medical field long enough to know that these are the type of things that get people sick, that get people like prolonged illnesses. And ultimately what ends up happening is a lot of people just end up with like eating disorders because of stuff like this. Because what they're doing is obsessing over their weight and having this like ideal body image that they they end up having body dysmorphia. And like stuff like this, it's like, are you really trying to manage your weight or is it that your body doesn't look like what you want it to look in the mirror to you and then it's like okay are you restricting food are you binging food are you purging food a lot of the times like this type of stuff relates to someone that's either developing an eating disorder or has had an eating disorder for a long time already but it's like you know i understand some people might need extra support with trying to lose weight I know there's like hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism. That's a whole different subset of what we're talking about. I think if you are like medically stable, you have no issues and you are struggling to lose weight, it just needs a little bit more research, a little bit more time dedicating to yourself to figure out what your body needs and how your body is responding to the way you exercise and the way you eat food. Please do not consume medication like this because you're just going to make it worse on yourself later down the line yeah everybody's bodies react different differently to different things so don't just take stuff just because it's the latest craze right now um you're like ah let i see this pill is getting very popular among the young people and the old people let's go fucking take this shit and the next thing you know uh -uh. literally i was gonna ask deandre do men have the same well i guess from a men a male's perspective 
do you feel like men have the same type of quote unquote pressure of perfection when it comes to what you look like because of social media? Uh, I wouldn't say perfection would be the right word, but there is a certain look that uh, a lot of men um, aspire to have, uh, at least. But it's uh, a lot of guys aren't obsessive over it, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. a lot of guys, you know, the 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 dreamy like beach bod. You know, everyone says like, you know, oh, beach beach season is coming up. Let me get my beach bod ready. All that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I th- I think now as as social media sort of has just like given people uh more freedom to look and do to look and do whatever they want uh, a lot of guys are starting to realize that like they're a lot more comfortable in their bodies um i think a lot of men use social media more so as motivation to look the way that they want if that makes sense like if they're not comfortable with how they how they are uh, a lot of guys will just use social media as motivation to like all right i'm gonna drop this weight because i seen this guy who was 300 pounds lose 100 pounds and he looks great and i'm tired of being that way you know Mm -hmm. like i'm sort of going through that right now like i'm sort of like not okay with what my body looks like right now so i'm sort of like looking at social media right now and i'm like ah fuck like this like that to me that is my motivation as opposed to looking at it like i i need to achieve this fucking super saiyan godlike body (laughs) you know to (laughs) to be accepted by you know my peers or anything like that now i will say i will say uh i'm gonna bring race into it uh because that's that's my worldview that's my perspective as a black man Mm-hmm. Um, it, there is absolutely a level of, um, perfection that you have to have, especially, especially as someone, uh, who is, you know, educated and well-spoken, uh, and you know, you're, you're a person of color. People will absolutely see you in a certain light just based off your skin color before you even open your mouth. You know what I mean? People yeah. already have a perception of what you might think like, what you might sound like, what you might talk like. So it can be a little uh, jarring sometimes to people when you, you know, know words that are bigger than three or four syllables, you know, and you know how to form sentences and whatnot. Their idea of you is different right off the bat. Um, But yeah, the moment and, but the moment that that shell cracks, then it's like, oh, I gotcha. You know what I mean? It's like a facade or whatever, but Mm -hmm. yeah, no, like, from maybe not like a like a looks wise but maybe from uh from like a perspective wise i guess if that makes sense mm-hmm. like yeah you want to you want to be perceived a certain way you know like uh, for example like a a, a well fitted black man in a suit and tie and everything you know dressed to the gills and nice clothes gucci louis whatever uh, mm-hmm. He will all, no. You, you can dress up as nice as you possibly can, but there is always going to be a hint of doubt at your intelligence level, or there's or any sort of doubt. There's always going to be a hint of doubt, no matter who who you come across. Uh, well, yeah. Strange, stranger wise, of course, not like people you know, but there's always people are always going to doubt you. You have to you have to prove yourself, mm-hmm. no matter like who you come across in that kind of setting. So 
yeah that that's more so the challenge i think for for guys is like proving yourself as opposed to achieving that that brass ring of you know i done uh that brass ring of perfection mm-hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense um something that you were saying right now with like learning or like looking at somebody and kind of having like a stereotype of and a bias of what people sound like and what you know they might you know be like in person or whatever it made me think of were you there that one night we went out to you know the the local pub over there in your area that brewery and um i guess some somebody asked me to look up somebody and i was able to find them in like two seconds uh-huh were you there that night i think so yeah that can be for sure um the scary part about social media specifically oh, oh, with like yeah. <laughs> us women um you know all i need is a name i don't even need a full i don't even need a real name i can use a nickname and i'll figure it out um it reminded me again i talk shit about tiktok but i use the tickety talk people okay like some of those videos are funny as hell and i need some entertainment in my sometimes depressing work um but i seen this video of this girl that was saying like i can find anybody's information like you know like try me and so this guy you know he's just like oh i don't have any of my information out there so you know do me or whatever this chick found him in like 10 minutes and the only reason why she said it took longer was because he didn't have like any type of names on any of his social well he only had facebook and like uh tiktok i think but it wasn't even like he had a face on the on his picture he didn't have a full name or his real name it was just like a username and so she had to go through like tagged posts and like you know mutual followers and all of these like roundabout ways um but i was impressed on how she connected it and i was like let me try so then i tried somebody like on you know tick like i found like a random person's comment in her section and I did it and it took me about three minutes to figure out who they were but it made me kind of like it made me think i don't know what the fuck the fbi is doing because they just need to hire a whole bunch of women and we'd find hella people hella quick um but then it makes me also realize maybe the fbi actually already has found people they're looking for and there's a reason why they keep saying that they don't but um shout out to the fbi if you want to hire me let me know i can do a lot of investigative work um, and also provide therapy for your field agents. Um, but yeah, I think that's the part of social media that kind of scares me sometimes. Even like being on this podcast, just being very careful of the names I use, places, locations, giving information about myself um, because you just never know. You know, people can stalk you on social media. I've had people make fake accounts um, about me on social media. Um, and you know it's it's easy to just find everything about a person on social media and all it takes is one person who you know has something going on with them to to really take it to a scary place yeah it's crazy like if anyone ever wants to do you harm all it takes is a few minutes to find like everything about you like one thing that absolutely blows my mind is especially in today's day and age of how quick the news cycle is about things man like it's if anyone if a viral if a video ever goes viral and you know the police are like oh we need help finding this suspect and the video goes viral oh dude those people are found in like minutes 
It's yeah. absolutely they know they know their name, they know their address, they know who they're married to, who their kids are, where they work, where their kids go to school, where their wife works. It's absolutely insane how quick. And I'm sure these people are just going off of uh they're probably just doing stuff that private investigators do i guess you know starting with a picture and a general location of where the video was taken and then they just like reverse search a lot of stuff from there like it's crazy yeah like i can't believe i can't believe that so starting from basically nothing and then next thing you know boom all their info was out there for the world to see it's absolutely oh it's that shit is like really scary to think about man yeah and it also makes me think about because you're saying like a video can just go viral it makes me think about how anything posted on social media that can get a person in trouble, like that person's whole life is just ruined. Um, and more specifically, I'm thinking about those girls from like the baseball game. They were like making fun of some influencer when she was like trying to take selfies and they were in the background just being bitches about it. Oh, yeah. I, um, I remember that video. Yeah. They like they found where they worked. They found out who they are. They found like their significant others. Like it's crazy how much to think about. Like how much you just cannot do certain things nowadays because one video could literally like ruin your whole life. Um, and that's like a scary thing about social media because, again, we are a culture that wants people to take accountability for their wrongs, but not necessarily give them an opportunity to right their wrongs. Yeah, I think account- taking accountability for for the things you've done wrong, I think, you know, should absolutely be a thing, but I don't think anyone should be taking accountability over just being a asshole in a video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those girls were just, yeah, they were being mean. They were, you know, part of the mean girls club. Sure. But they didn't deserve, uh, you know, their info being out there like that. That's absolutely to me personally. I think that's just absolutely asinine. That's insane. Like, why would you do that? Just cause they were being a little mean. Like they could, there, there are a million, different things worse things that they could have that they could have done but they just you know made faces in a video you know like eh, it's like guys come on like people people are mean can we we just gotta accept the fact that people are mean and they're going to be mean whether there's a camera in front of them or not now to the extent of their assholery that's a different story like if they're going around you know punching people or getting up in people's faces and all this extra being uppity stuff like okay yeah that that's like that's like no that you need to calm it down that's like next level bullshittery but if they yeah. just you know if they're just eh, i'm gonna make a face in your video because you're filming me you know eh, hey how you doing hey, hey i'm gonna ruin your video bitch like eh, okay they're just they're just being obnoxious i'm sure they're i'm sure they were young you know they'll probably I'm sure I'm sure now that they've learned a lesson of, you know, how cruel the social media game can be now. A lesson they won't ever forget <laughs> because all their info's out there now, unfortunately. Yeah, and you know, not only that, but I one, I'm not condoning what they did whatsoever. Like you if you are going to be mean to somebody, you you get the karma that comes with that, right? And oh, also yeah. like what is up with women on women hate like uplift your fellow woman you know what i mean at this point in time if you're still against other women just trying to hype themselves up like shame on you but i think you make a good point you know and this is for sure like an unpopular opinion but like i think the world is just getting to a place where like everyone's kind of quote-unquote sensitive and it's like not to say what they did was right whatsoever that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is 
I think rather than, you know, trying to get them fired from their jobs, this is going to be petty of me, rather than get getting them fired from their jobs, I just would have thrown hands. I would have been like, all right, you really <laughs> want to see, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I can get you fired from your job. I don't need the world to do it for me. Um, and I think just for me growing up in the hood and like my quote unquote hood. Um, but like, I think when I think about situations like that, I always think about movies and like TV shows. And I'm like, if some girl were to like ever talk like wild to me like that, best believe I'm throwing hands. I don't care if I get my ass beat. You look at me like I'm stupid. You talk to me in a disrespectful way. You best believe I'm throwing hands. But if you're being racist towards me or if you are being sexist towards me or you are doing anything to keep me or my family from accessing spaces that we have every right to be in, that's when I'm going to get you fired. That's when I'm going to start like threats about suing you or like seizing assets or whatever. Um, I don't need the world to make people get fired because they're being mean to me. I have hands for that. It's when you deny me access to places I have the right to be in. That's when I want people to get fired. And I almost did that at the bowling alley when I went with my brother. But um, that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> Speaking of people being assholes, one trend that I absolutely hate right now going around, it sort of, I think, died down over the last couple of weeks because of the attention it got. But um, it's the trend of uh, the gym filming, filming in the gym, you know, for your... <laughs> For your followers and all that kind of stuff uh i'm sure uh, i'm sure you've probably seen the video that video of the girl who was like oh why is it why are you staring at me uh and, and she little did she know she was yelling at the guy who like owned the gym or no he was like the manager of the gym or something like that and mm -hmm. he like he kicked her out of the gym and i think they maybe like revoked her membership or whatever and that, oh yeah yeah and that video sort of like sparked this whole wave of of i i haven't seen too many men do it but i'm sure they've done it but like uh it's like been predominantly women like calling out these guys for you know looking at them in the gym you know what i mean because like uh you know girls tend to wear you know tighter fitting clothing than guys you know guys tend to just wear shorts and a tank or like a loose fitting tee or whatever um but these and a lot of women will go in the gym and have this idea that that because they have the camera and they have this tripod and they're set up and everything that oh yeah you're gonna garner some attention you have this whole you have this whole contraption set up filming you working out like yes people are gonna look people might even stare yeah. I'm sorry, men and women have eyes. Uh we've 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 said it before, Yesenia, like people are just attracted to beautiful things. If you are a beautiful woman, or beautiful women, if you are a beautiful woman or you are a beautiful man, you're going to get looked at, whether you're at the gym or you're at Walmart. It doesn't matter where you are. Yep. Eyes are gonna be tracking you whether you like it or not. Like good looking or not even good looking, like got People people have eyes. They, they look at things. My God, uh, and there was this wave of just women just going off on guys, uh, you know, quote unquote, looking at them in the gym, even if it's just like a passing glance. And then you know the video blows up, and you know she's scolding the man, and there's a big argument, and this and that. A couple of these videos, uh, 
blew blew up on some of these women. You know, a lot, some of these women get their memberships revoked and and all that kind of stuff because you know a lot of gyms are adopting no filming uh policies because of mm-hmm. this this wave of you know these wave of videos and that's another thing that social media can have a negative effect on it's like social change or i guess not so not social change but like policy change with yeah. uh with private organizations you know how many what's next you know is is walmart not gonna be able to or is walmart gonna be the next store to you know be like no filming you know on the premises like at all uh it starts with the gym because people feel like you know, they're being stared at or whatever, and then they cut the tone of a big thing. But next thing you know, people are filming pranks in Walmart or Target or Trader Joe's or whatever. And then next thing you know, now no one's going to be able to film in in any department store or grocery store because, you know, the TikTok trends have gotten out of hand. Same thing with... <laughs> I think with department stores like that, they have to call to get permission to record. Because I remember one of my... One of the um, makeup influencers I watch on YouTube... Um, she did like a come shop with me video mm-hmm. and she had just moved to a new city and I think for college or something like that. And so she, she called all the stores like, Hey, like I'm an influencer, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, do I have permission to, to record in the store? And they said, yes, you just have to block people out. You have to make sure you're not disrupting like our services, but the target of that college town that she had moved to, they denied her. So instead of her filming, like, her walking around the store, she just kind of put in clips of the products she was looking at um, in the store. So I think with, I mean, obviously, if you're not a bigger influencer, you can't really get permission. But I think as a customer in a department store like Target, if someone's doing, like, filming and you're uncomfortable with it, um, you can, like, report it. But also, I'm not really too mad about these, like, no recording laws. like. People have histories and backgrounds where they might not want their faces to be shown or potentially publicized. And I think for me, what comes up is like survivors of intimate partner violence. If you were successfully able to escape a very, very abusive relationship and you had to change your hair, you have to change your face a little bit by wearing makeup or you change your look just to be a little different and someone records you and puts your face on a video and you did not give them consent, that could literally ruin a whole person's life. And I mean, like, ruin their life by, like, damn near killing them. Because if their abuser finds them, they are going to kill them. That's usually what happens, right? Um, and it's a really sad story. And I, I get the argument of, like, well, you know, like, that's going to be, like, a one in a million odds. But also, like, the statistics of people who are in abusive relationships are extremely high. You don't know who these people around you are. And when I think about people recording in the gym, I hate working out in a gym. That's why I love Pilates because everyone in Pilates, like the community is just so much more like accepting of different body shapes and sizes. In the gym, I feel so insecure. People look at me stupid because I don't know what the equipment is supposed to be for how to use it properly and then when i see people recording like i just i don't know it just makes me feel like i'm not of gym worthiness to be in a gym setting with people who are hella fit like that it just i don't i don't want to be a part of it i want to do my workout and i I don't want to be recorded and it really sucks that people come in with this idea that they have the right to just 
put anyone on their video and they can record but then they also want to make a big scene about it like if people don't feel comfortable they don't feel comfortable like who are you to tell them to like get over it you know yeah everyone has a right um, to privacy no matter where they go like exactly like they both it, it's 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 like a again a double-edged sword because they both can technically fall under the first amendment um but you know what else falls under the first amendment my ability to fucking grab your phone and break that shit so if i'm literally respectfully telling you to not record me don't put me on your social media don't be on your instagram live or whatever if you can see my face in the background it's a no and i'm pretty sure are we are two-party video consent or is it a two-party audio consent state uh, i think in california it's two-party audio and video i believe bam um i need to start taking my dad more seriously when he comes to telling me he, i don't have his consent to post him on my social media <laughs> uh but dead ass you do not have my consent um if you ever see me out and about and you're just wanting to record shit the ramen raider family is the only people who have my consent oh and my besties um who have my consent to be recording me like that but you know it's it, it's unfortunate but these are the consequences of social media you know be kind and respectful to others have people have awareness if you want to record your workouts be in a location and make sure the people around you are okay with it like yeah it takes extra fucking time to ask people for their comfort level but if not at least reassure them that you're going to blur their faces out to protect their privacy it's not that hard if you're editing videos anyways yeah or at least go when no one's at the gym geez <laughs> or like be creative don't be like every other person in the gym making a video go do something different that's personal that makes you stand out that also doesn't involve other people you know absolutely absolutely now i know we've talked a lot of <clears throat> a lot about the negative the negative sides of social media i know we're coming up on time here in a few minutes but i do want to at least highlight some some of the positive things that can actually come out of social media like i know we've talked about going back to the conversation at the top of the episode about how people's lives are presented on social media um while the negative aspects of that yes you know we are getting a peek into their lives of like this perfect window that they want us to see um if it's depending on who it is like if it's like my friends like okay yeah i think that's pretty cool you know that seeing my friends you know live their best life like i think that's cool like i think a lot of, especially uh people like using me as an example a lot of people that i don't really talk to that much but uh you know i'm still acquainted with every now and again you know some people will hit me up and you know, they'll be like hey man i know we haven't talked in a while but you know I see you going to concerts and I see you doing the wrestling stuff. Like, I think it's cool. You know, you're, you're out there doing your thing and living your best life, man. Like, that's fucking cool. Keep it up. All that kind of stuff. Like shit like that. Um, or even, even going back to more recently, like we were talking about the gym stuff. Like, yes, the, the fucking, the filming in the gym, I think is absolutely a no, no. But at the same time, uh, I, if, you know, if I need ideas for workouts, there are plenty of influencers, influencers out there that are willing to give you like, you know, they're just on their pages, you know, like free, free ab workouts or free arm workouts. You know, if you need, if you are running out of ideas in the gym, you can just go on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and just look up, uh, workouts, workouts for legs, you know, like that kind of shit. Like social media has absolutely made people's lives a lot easier in like those aspects. Like I've, I've learned to cook a few recipes um just come just scrolling through facebook every now and again i'll see something come up for like uh shrimp fettuccine or like chicken alfredo or something like that you know uh 
just simple some some simple shit like that can absolutely um you know uh help help tons of people out like simple simple smash like that and of course the myriad of memes that get doled out on a daily basis are like absolutely money most of the time yeah and i think like that's a great example of how social media has given us access to information that feels relevant and that's um just really easily accessible for people especially like you know your quote-unquote younger generations right i'm talking like maybe 15 below um because we can easily get things like recipes we can get tutorials we can literally figure out how to dissemble and put back together like a whole vehicle now on social uh, social media um and as social media sites are expanding um like outside of just like general interest um it also allows people to just stay connected with what's happening in the world really quickly rather than having to sift through news sift through different types of media figuring out which media is relevant or which one is like quote-unquote fake news you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and obviously everyone kind of has their own bias when it comes to these types of things it it for sure is based on your like quote-unquote political preferences um which is one thing i actually don't really like about social media they kind of do it without you really knowing that you're doing it with algorithms and stuff um but i think it's a really great way that we stay connected with what's happening in the world um i think like for example like the volcano in mexico that just erupted i had no idea i don't read the newspaper like that i mean i i started reading the new york times but i like to just read the local stuff um or like the san francisco chronicle and reading the local stuff but you know with like social media i was able to see that it happened you know what level they're on now like who's being evacuated kind of connecting with my family in mexico seeing if they're okay or if they're being impacted um and you know like what we can do to support i know more recently i had a friend who's you know her father's house um burned in a fire and we have things like go GoFundMes, and i was able to get all of y'all to repost that link so we can help her family get funded so they can you know not have to worry about stupid things like money in the midst of like kind of losing their home that is such a great way that social media is being used everyone's able to pay for funeral expenses college expenses new car expenses people's houses burning down expenses and it makes me excited to think about how far we've come in just the past 10 years of social media yeah the new cycle now is like absolutely in insane um like my favorite my favorite trend <laughs> one of my favorite trends on twitter in the last couple years is whenever there's an earthquake uh you know it because earthquake trends on twitter for like a whole day mm-hmm. and everyone just reshares the same memes of oh of was that an earthquake running to twitter to check <laughs> you know what i mean like i i absolutely i i adore that i i live for that especially when there's an earthquake up here uh i'm always like oh that was an earthquake let me give it 30 seconds and let me just go yeah just boom it's just i'm just flooded with with everyone oh my god was that an earthquake and it's like yes you You know what's funny people off topic little comment um like a few weeks ago i hit my my knee on the side of my desk so my whole desk was shaking and i was like ah earthquake but I, i meant it as a joke 
And literally like two minutes later, I get on social media, I get on Instagram and it was like the, like the Bay Area Instagram page that I followed that was like, oh, earthquake, you know, 4.2 magnitude from whatever city. I think it was like over in like Antioch area or somewhere that way, Pittsburgh. And I started hella laughing because I was like, oh, I was joking, but maybe I didn't hit my knee as hard as I did. And the rest of it really was <laughs> the shaking of the earthquake. Yeah, you gotta love California. Oh yeah, California is great. <laughs> Earthquakes aside, like yeah. the literal ground beneath you shaking, and there's nothing you can do about it. But at least we have social media to keep us updated with, you know, those types of things. I also think something else I just came to mind. Sorry to like jump onto this. Um, we were also talking about how like mental health has been really like sensationalized on social media i think it also does a lot of normalizing on social media so the downside is absolutely a lot of people talk about it in ways that seems like it's very sensationalized but or and i should say and people are talking about it so people are you know especially like patients that i've had are like oh yeah i seen this thing on facebook or i seen this thing on instagram or on tiktok tell me more like patients come to me asking me questions about coping skills, about different ways that they can talk to their friends, different types of communication, which we kind of had an episode about, or not kind of, we did have an episode about. Um, and it's really cool to see how normalized it is. The conversation's not taboo anymore, or at least not as taboo as it used to be. And I love it when I, I get patients who are non-white families because like Hispanic, I can only speak to the Hispanic experience, um, but I know in like Mexican culture, it's very much thrown under the rug when it comes to mental health. Like your laziness is due to you being a lazy ass, not because you're suffering from depression, right? There is, I didn't even know what the word depression was in Spanish until like 2018. That's fairly recent. So the fact that sometimes I get these like families of colors coming to me, asking me like questions about mental health stuff. And then they say like, oh yeah, I saw it on social media. It low-key makes my heart smile because it means they care enough to watch those videos, to read those Instagram posts, right? And it's it's opening up their minds to this idea that there's these other narratives happening in a mind. And I love that. Yeah, I'm so glad that mental health has finally started to finally become like a, a talking point <clears throat> as not just as like this 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 taboo thing of like oh you're just you know messed up or you're weird or whatever uh but this actual like real thing that people live with and deal with and suffer with in some cases you know uh i just wish that you know just to uh i guess round out this episode i hate i just wish that uh sometimes we would talk about it a little bit sooner in some cases because by the time sometimes uh, as you know as morbid as this is to say sometimes when we start talking about it with certain people it's already too late Mm -hmm. uh an example this hasn't this hasn't gone sideways or anything yet but um very recently a very famous basketball player by the name of john morant i'm sure most of you listening to this know his name or maybe i've seen some highlights on twitter very exciting basketball player in the nba playing for my favorite team the memphis grizzlies had another uh recent uh flashing of a gun on instagram live and 
you know, that was his second time this season doing it. I guess it's technically the off season, but it's the second time doing it in the past few months. Everyone dogpiled on him about, you know, uh, how stupid of a decision that was and how he's dumb and he's, you know, wasting his career and all this, that, and the third. And two days ago, he had some cryptic uh, Instagram uh, stories posted like, I love you, pops. I love you, mom. I love <laughs> you, daughter. And then he just, his last one literally just said bye. Um, and that was it. And but he deleted the first three saying, Love you, mom. Love you, dad. And love you, you know, his daughter. He deleted those three and it just said bye. I saw that. I saw that in the morning when I woke up and I was like, What the fuck is this about? And, and, and I had. Everybody had the same idea, you know, everyone's like, oh, these cryptic tweets or whatever. And they did a welfare check on him. The, uh, the Shelby County Police Department out in Memphis, they did a welfare check on him. He said he's fine. He's just taking a social media break. Um, And so now now everybody wants to ha- start having the conversation of mental health around John Morant. Like, like y'all like, were just trying to cancel him two weeks before or however many days before because he was flashing yeah. his guns rather than seeing that as like, okay, what's really going on? Why do you feel this need to post about your weapons? Yeah, I would see, okay, as a trained quote unquote professional, I do see that as like, all right, you're, a, you're kind of looking for someone to question this. I hate the term attention seeking. I'm hoping we come up with a better word, but I really feel like that's what it is. Not that you want people to look at you. I think you're trying to figure out a way to say help. I need support and you don't know how to say it. That's what, when I say attention seeking, just know that's forever what I mean. People having a hard time or they might not know how to put it into words, but they're trying to ask for support and not know how to do so. So they do behaviors like attention seeking or that are attention seeking, like waving your gun on social media. Cause maybe he just wanted someone to reach out and be like, Hey, like, are you good? And instead he got hella hate. Hell, I don't even know who this bath. I don't watch basketball. I literally barely know like a few players' names, and I knew about this situation. And that was the first thing I asked. I was like, I wonder who checked up on him and asked him if he was actually good. On top of all the hate he received that day. Yeah, it was it was absolutely insane. You know, the media ran with it for like they did the first time. Well, when he was in the nightclub, you know, flashing his gun in the strip club in Denver. That was the first time it happened. That was like back in like February, I think. And the same thing happened then, you know, oh, this guy's dumb, you know, dumb decision. But everybody was on his side then because it was a mistake and they were willing to forgive him. Now it's the second time. And now everyone's like, oh, well, you're just a dumbass. And it just the media ran with that story for like days on end until he had those tweets. And now everyone's like backtracking like, whoa, okay, maybe maybe there's some mental health. stuff, And it's like, well, maybe there is. But you didn't take the time to to reflect on that you just you just hopped on the bandwagon of he's a dumbass and we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna do this new thing for 72 hours of just pounding on him and calling him names isn't he like 23 yeah he's 23 yeah see and like okay this is a whole other episode but thinking about professional sports players specifically young black men you got people like the or the NBA, the NFL, you know, out here promising these young ass kids millions of dollars. But are you also providing them with like financial assistance, with like a financial advisor? Most of these people 
are literally the first in their family to break, you know, generational poverty. So you're giving them all this money and all this clout and all this fame and all of the the ladies, the men, the the body image, you know, this pedestal. Are you giving them the resources to manage all of that? Because I'm for sure in the nose that the NFL does not give a fuck about its players. Like, I'm sure the NBA doesn't. I'm sure all these fucking major sports people don't because they just see money signs. That's my personal opinion. And it it makes me sad because rather than people hating on him, they could be figuring out why he's doing what he's doing, how it might be impacting his, you know, basketball career, what might be getting in the way. You know what I mean? Like what else is going on there? Um, Because he's 23 years old. He's a baby. He's literally a few weeks older than my sister. Wow. Um, Actually, no, a few months. Never mind. But it's like he's still growing up. His prefrontal cortex isn't or his frontal lobe isn't even developed yet (laughs) yeah he'll get there and yeah uh, to round out the conversation like yeah i i I do hope he is you know getting the help that he needs on and off the court you know for whatever issues he he has with if he has any issues at all who knows like Mm -hmm. like i'm not sitting here speculating he has something or he doesn't have anything but it might just be a 23 year old with a lot of money and has no idea what to do with it outside of making impulsive ass decisions and by all means homie i hope you you know learn from your mistakes yeah i'm sure i'm sure he's got grizzlies executives and nike more importantly in his ear trying to tell him like bro you're about to lose a lot of money and hopefully if there's one if there's one thing that motivates people in this world it is money but uh, <gasps> but uh yeah uh that's gonna man that that uh that hour uh i don't know about you that hour kind of flew by it did but uh yes uh yesenia thank you again also uh you are a new graduate as of uh sunday this past yes, sunday yes, yes. you were a graduate yes for, with your master's my master's in, in social work yes congratulations congratulations we are all happy for you and proud of you here in the ramen raiders and all of our listeners happy to see you moving up in the world doing your thing doing what you want to do because lord knows how many of us can say that we're actually doing the thing we want to do right now (laughs) thank you i I really appreciate it and you're gonna make me cry so you can stop talking now (laughs) No, let's keep talking while we round out, while we finish up this episode before Um, the tears start. Yes, to all of our lovely listeners, if you made it this far, we thank you so much for sticking this episode out because I feel like we were going ham a little bit in the beginning there. Um, But, you know, social media, it comes with the good, it comes with the bad. I just hope you are all out there utilizing it to your advantage and to your benefit rather than your downfall. And if I'm going to leave with any last words, it's just your social media is how you want it to be. Don't believe everything you see on social media. Learn to live in the moment of reality rather than living in the moment on social media. Absolutely. Live for yourself. Live in the moment. Live, love, love. Hell yeah. (laughs) Just have fun with this big old game we call life. Just have fun, man. Just, yes. you know, as long as your fun doesn't infringe on other people. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> but, yeah.
Thank you for coming on this journey with us and getting a little soft, soft boil. boil.